0: Lot Talks Radio I've been made in December Birth by a spirit Stepping out of bondage And grabbing hold of God's promise circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me, today I feel unmovable, nothing's impossible, to walk on water, to calm the sea, to speak to mountains, I can be free just Good morning, everyone. I hope that you are having a wonderful do-over Thursday. Can you believe we only have four more Thursdays until the end of the year? Oh, my gosh. 2015 went so fast. For everyone like myself who turned 50 this year, I cannot believe that we are already Four weeks from the end of the year. So what are you looking for to next year? What are you planning for? I hope you're planning for some great things, and I'm hoping that, you know, you're going to like some of the great changes that you're going to see coming from the process 319 Unleashed. Well, as always, we open up with a word of prayer. We have a lot to get into this morning, so let's go ahead and enter in. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for being God. Thanking you, Father God, that you first loved us enough to create a plan, even in the garden, to send your son to redeem us from the curse that happened in the garden. Thank you, Father God, that you've allowed us to have peace and joy and every other benefit in you because of what Christ did on the cross for us. We, again, thank you for that, Father God. We don't take it for granted. We don't wake up and just think that it's just there for us and that you love us and that we can do anything. We come to you boldly because you said that we can come before you boldly before the throne of grace, letting our petition be known with thanksgiving in our heart and being grateful. Father God, we know that there are people right now that are struggling in their life, in their faith. Uh, They're going through situations with families. Some of them are beyond their control some are worried about children. Some are concerned about parents, Father God. But, Father God, we know that you're God, that there's a season for all things. But we pray, Father God, that they will begin to close the doors of the enemy in their life, Father God, that they will not allow situations uh, or, or leave open-door situations of the enemy to have access to them, Father, but that their lives will be um, led and uh, governed by the holiness and righteousness of who you are. We just thank you today, Father God, that as I minister, as I teach this, what you've placed in my heart, that it will encourage those who are listening. So Father God, again, I thank you. Again, I praise you for being who you are and what you are. And thank you, God, that if we did not get it right yesterday, if we didn't get it right 15 minutes ago, if we didn't get it right a minute ago, your word says that you are faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we have the wherewithal to confess our sins to you. So, Father God, we thank you for that. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful last week. I hope that you enjoyed, you know, what we were talking about last week. And Just a a little recap on one of my favorite parts is the part that says, you know, in the book of James, that do not say that we're tempted of God you know, um, we should never say that, that should not be in our mouth, Um, specifically because of the part of the verse that says we are enticed by our own lust. What does that mean? I heard someone say, if a certain thing, whatever that thing is, whatever that sin is, whatever that bent is, is not in you, then that's probably not what's going to be something you're going to be led to, you know what I mean? But if lying is in you, you're going to be, you're going to lie. If the right situation comes up, you're going to lie. If you have not learned how to make your body be subject to you instead of you being subject to it by every appetite that it may desire, whether it be eating or sex or smoking or whatever it is, if you have not learned to train and and, and bring your body and have self-control into subjection, then you will be led by those things. The enemy never does that. He's only going to deal with you in those areas that you've opened up doors to and where you have not uh, allowed Christ to be master or where you have not dealt with, you know. And sometimes, you know, there are some people who, you know, God has given them the ability to just, boom, they 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 don't deal with certain things anymore. They get a revelation, they get a, they just don't want to do it and they're good. There are other people who need, you need to do a little more um, in that. So don't ever think, nobody makes you do anything. Once you recognize that there's an issue, then it's up to you to take the responsibility to deal with that issue. Okay, moving forward, I wanted to quickly deal with verse 17 because um, it, it troubled me. Because the Bible, it says in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It, all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an glim- eclipse. So the first part of that really kind of got me, you know, um, every good gift. The reason it got me because I will use that gift or use that as a hinge scripture, as one um, reference uh use that word hinge. Um, every good gift is not from God. Or let me rephrase that. Everything that you think is good, that's a gift, doesn't make it God. Okay, it has to line up with the word of God because God is not contradictory of his word. You can't say, oh, you know, um, I was praying for my boyfriend to uh, come back and and, you know, now we're living together. That's not God, because we know the Bible tells us that sex before marriage or shacking up or living together is not of God. We know that according to um, Corinthians chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So we know that if doing a business deal and that business deal has any hint of not lining up with the principle of God, honesty, being trustworthy, uh, not taking advantage of others, uh, it's not of God. It may be a good thing for you if it's going to make you money, but if it's not making you money legitimately or with integrity, it's not of God. So if the gift does not line up with the nature of who God is, if it doesn't line up with his word as far as the nature of who God is, then it's not God. It's not good. The only thing, the Bible says that only God is good. Only God is good. So if the gift does not line up with the character of God, you cannot call it good. You know, if you're getting tickets, oh, my God, you know, I got tickets to go see this comedian, and that comedian swears and talks about things that just don't light up with God, it's not good. Remember, the word of God is never contradictory, so it does not say one thing unto the left and do something unto to the right. And if you feel that it does, you must stop and go, wait a minute, I know that that's not true, so I need to find out where the error is. I need to find out um, where that goes. And um, one thing, uh, commentary that I was reading says, don't be deceived about the origin of temptation um, and don't be deceived about the origin of every good gift, gift either. It should also be seen as a verse of deep concern addressed to his beloved or to the brothers. He earned, James earnestly wants to help his uh, readers in their suffering and save them from greater danger in their lives, which is sin. Notice in the paragraph, it's outlined and they talk about the nature and the will of God. And we never ever need to worry. The nature and the will of God is always, always our standard. Christ said, "If you if you see me, you see the Father." In other words, I don't do anything other than what he does, okay? So hopefully you won't, if you have used that scripture that way before, you won't do it anymore. If you know others that have, you now know how to um, bring a level of correction or at least an understanding of that, okay? Um, Let's see, going on to verse 18, and, and it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth, so that we should be kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. So that tells us right there that for those of us who are born again, for those of us who say that we're saved or that we're Christians, meaning followers of Christ, um, there is an attitude. There is um what we should be, if we're first fruits, and we understand um, uh, what Christ came to do, then we are the, the fruits of that labor. Does that make sense, guys? We're the fruits of that labor. So if Christ came to take us out of the bondages of sin, then we should not still be in sin. You know, we should be the first fruits of of what he did, Um on on the cross for us, and we're going to go more into uh, more into that as we um uh, move forward. We always want to understand that um, we represent, we're from Christ, we um are his are like his offspring, and the Word of God teaches us that. You know, the ones that He gave into His hands. You see, we are to understand that and know and move forward um, um, in our actions and how we walk out the word, which is where we're going to be going And it says, how is your faith working for you? You know, how is your faith? What is your faith? Many people say their faith. When they say their faith, I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? You know, well, my faith is strong. Well, what does that mean your faith is strong? Does that mean that you just have an arbitrary belief in God? Um, how does that walk walk out your life? Do you just um say that? Meaning there should be evidence of your faith. That's why it says faith Without works is dead, but works before faith mean nothing, okay? But what is it talking about works? Many times um I've seen uh pastors use this scripture in areas to get people to serve. Well, you know, faith without works is dead, but that's not what they're talking about here. Faith, you have to work out your faith. But what is your faith in? Is it just in Christ or is it what Christ did, you know? If it's 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 in the promises that he has for us. So think of it this way. If you're working out your faith and the Bible says that we're no longer because of our faith, we read Romans, it's all in Romans, um, and then we have the grace of God, then what we do is when the Bible talks about sin and no longer being in bondage to sin, then we should not be in bondage to sin. Now For some people, that may be easier in one vein of sin or just period. And for others, it may be a little more difficult. But the bottom line is working out your faith means I am taking Jesus Christ and the word of God at its words. It means I've made a decision that I believe all of what Christ said. If Christ said, come to me little children. If if, if he says, um, I will not leave you or forsake you. If he says, uh, again, uh, do not be, you know, be ye holy for I am holy. In other words, be separated, consecrate yourselves. If he says that the, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Think of all the promises. I am not a man. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man that he should repent. The Bible says in Psalms that um, God will withhold no good thing from us. So, if good things are being withheld, then what does that mean? You know, so loving God, all things work together to good for good to those who love God, love, submitted, intentional, act of the will according to his purpose. But you need to read the previous verses as well. There's a number of promises that we are to believe. We're going to talk about poverty and wealth and healing. Now, healing is probably one of the most difficult ones because the manifestation of it does not always happen in this earth. But then we have to get a clearer understanding of it in many cases. Because we know that Paul had a thorn in his side. Paul had a thorn in the flesh and it didn't seem to go away but we know that we can have our healing now and we need to seek the father for it. I was reading a really good book the other day that just said that we need to hear the father. If father, if your word says that healing is mine and I'm not healed, what what's going on? Where am I not believing? Where am I not standing? Where am I giving the, the enemy um, legal access to me? Because I have an issue. Because I'm still operating in an area of sin or my thinking isn't right. At the end of the day, we always go to God. When something is not lining up with the word, we always go to God. And we ask God, okay, if your word is true, that we know is true. That is, there's not a question about that. And that you must settle in your mind also. Once you get that settled in your mind, it is up to you to work out your faith to work out faith in the word of God, faith in what he said. So you spent all your money, or let's put it, let's go back the other way. You've paid the rent. You you knew to do that. You paid the rent, and now everything else is doing your money short. You have to believe and trust God. Now, you can't go buy a new pair of shoes and you know, go shopping and then come and say, oh, God, you said you make you supply my need according to your riches glory by Christ Jesus, but then you were not wise or obedient with your finances and pay your bills. But if you legitimately were, let's say you were sick and you just couldn't make it to work and you've used all your vacation time or don't have any vacation time or uh, whatever the situation is, and it really was beyond your control. And now you're short. You have to learn to stand. And it can be very scary to our flesh because we cannot see how it's going to manifest. But that does not mean that the word of God is not true. It does not mean that we don't stand. What it what did it say? What does it say over in Ephesians? When you've done all that you know to do, when you've done all out of wisdom and what God has put in your mind through knowledge, you know, just because we have God and faith does not mean that the the situations in life that we've gone through to mature mean that we don't access that knowledge. Some people think that way, but we don't want to do that. We access the knowledge. God has taken us through situations in life, good, bad, and ugly um, for us to learn. And that's how we learn to go through. It says that, you know, in our faith, Goes from glory to glory, or that we grow in that manner, and that we have a measure of faith, but then we grow our faith. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. How can we, if we never make a decision to stand and taste, okay, God, I'm believing you for my healing. I'm going to taste healing right now. I'm going to taste it. I'm taking a little bit right now where my faith is, okay, I made it through that. I'm standing. Make a decision. Everything in the word is 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 one thing, is one word, a decision. If you don't like that word, use choice. But either way, we have to make a choice. So let's go back to that rent situation now. So you 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 were sick, you couldn't pay the rent, you didn't have all your money to pay the rent and pay your bills, and there were bills you had to pay, and now your rent's due. You were not being irresponsible. You just are short. You now have to stand, not call your brother and mother and your sister unless God said. Not go to people and go, Oh yeah, well, I'm just believing God, you know, I don't have money for my rent this month. No, we don't go around and be pitiful and do that. We stand bold and sometimes God will direct us to share with certain people and other times he won't. And that's how you know it's God. Because he'll direct you and how you should do that and how you stand. Okay, God, my flesh may be concerned right now, but I'm not going to listen to my flesh. Your word says that you will supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Your word says that that you are my shepherd and therefore I shall not want. Your word says that you're not a man that you should lie, nor a man that you should have to repent. You just begin to quote scriptures. Your word says, you no. Know, Mark 11, 24, 11, 24, that if we can speak to the mountain, your word says that if I have faith of the grain of a mustard seed, that I can move mountains. Your word says it's always back to what God said. It's always back to what God said. And once you've done that, and you, do, and you do it in faith and praise. You don't do it with a pitiful attitude. Okay? You're working out your faith. That's how you work it. Now the next phase is if you're doing all that, then, yes, you should be serving in your local church. You should not be. It should not be about yourself because now selfishness and pride is gone. So pride or... um insecurity, insecurity, just pride turned backwards instead of going, Hey, this is who I am. Check me out. It's more like, Oh no. Oh, Oh don't pay attention to me. But you're still drawing attention to yourself. You're still drawing attention to yourself in trying to not draw attention to yourself, which is really crazy. Okay. So remember that working out your salvation is not simply being on the usher board, singing in the choir Working out your faith works. It's, with, it's without the, the work of your praise, the work of your worship to get you from where you are to where you want to be. You must work the word. And in order as you're growing in faith, you must work the word. How do you, again, work the word? What I've just said, standing on what God said, standing on the promises of God that's how you build your faith those are the works that it takes to build your faith okay another example um you are working faith without works is dead if you're if you're angry and unforgiving then what is the faith you know and we could go more in uh, maybe we'll touch on that next week um on the types of faith that are used um, in, in the word of God, because that is not a saving faith right there. Okay. That is not a saving faith. So, but it's faith in the word of God, faith in what God said that he's going to do, faith in the gospel, faith in what you believed in. And you have to get to a point where you're working that out. Okay. So don't think that just because you're doing that certain service, that that's going to get it, and I just I stress that because so many people that I've seen, or, or that I run into sometimes, and it and it happens to me. Um, we get down and we get frustrated, and we're just walking around and we're pitiful or we're angry, we're something that's not lining up with the Word of God. Okay, and yet we say we're Christians, yet we say we love God. But but we're walking in a way that shows we have no faith in what God said he's going to do. Think of it this way. If your boss asks you to do something and you don't do it, and and you're working on it, and he comes to you, is that that done yet? I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. A day later, is it done yet? You know, he would have no faith in you. How would you feel if your kids... Mama, you still going to buy that for me? Daddy, are you still going to give that to me? Oh, well, I I didn't know. I I was just checking. Oh, 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 I thought you may have forgotten. I've had people do that to me, and it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Because at some point, when are you going to trust me? At some some point, when are you going to have faith in me? You see, when are you going to have faith in me? And when you don't have faith, what does the Bible say? Um, Without faith it's impossible to please god without faith then we have to work our faith faith without works is dead so if i if, if i'm not facing god if i'm not standing on what god, what did I, he gave us 66 books in that make up the bible and then we have a number of commentaries and dictionaries that we can read to get understanding so at what point are you going to believe me or not are, are, at what point are you not going to have faith in what I said I would do for you? So I hope, hopefully, um, that will encourage you to stand, make a, begin to nourish yourself in the Word right now. So as you go into 2016, um, you're, you're, you're working your faith muscles to be able to stand strong, to stand on the word of God, and to not be moved, and that he is going to become your rock, and you're going to be like crazy glued to the rock, because you're going to believe what the word of God says. Um, it goes on to verse 20. It says, um, Uh, For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God, wishes, and requires. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your soul. I mean, really, it it really goes to what I was saying earlier, that um, we need to really be on track to what we're operating in. We are to be clean. We are to cleanse ourselves. We are to take an inventory, not based on what the world does, but based on what the Word of God is. The Word of God is always our standard, and that is our benchmark on how we move. The things of God in getting our lives clean So we don't compare ourselves one to another Matter of fact the Bible says in Corinthians That that is very unwise to do Be doers of the word And we we just talked about this In in 22 Be doers of the word Obey the message and not merely listeners In betraying yourself Into deception By reasoning contrary to truth We talked about that already What is the truth of the word? Obey it Get out of your mind, get out of your head, get out of whether that seems reasonable, get out of whether that makes sense, you stand on the word. The word of God is for believers in Christ, it's a faith book, believe it or keep it moving. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it uh, and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. We've talked about that extensively already so far. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of the liberty, and is faithful to it and preserved in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. In other words, you can see right there, it's not talking about service service. It's talking about obeying and walking out what you say you believe. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, piously observant of the external duties of his faith, and does not bridle his tongue, but deludes his own heart, this person's religious service is worthless. Watch your mouth. Just because you believe it doesn't always mean that you should say it. Okay, we need to bridle What comes out of our mouth We tend to most often Speak without thinking And then we go on To external r- religious worship um, re- re- um, Religion As it is expressed In outward acts That is pure and unblemished In the sight of God The Father is this To visit and help and care for orphans and widows In their affliction and need And, and to keep him. Oneself, unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. I mean, it's all right here, guys. As we're walking and working out our faith, we should not look like the world, think like the world, and talk like the world. We should be very, very different. Well, guys, you know, our time is about ending. If you don't know Christ, accept him in your heart today and make sure that you're on the line with us this coming Tuesday. I have a very powerful, exciting, guest on the line, stay tuned on Facebook, I'll be posting everything but again, if you don't know Christ, ask him to come into your life, make all these things that I've talked about real to you in Jesus name, have a great day guys, I love you I can be free to walk on water I can be free to calm the sea I can be free to speak to mountains I can be free just in me